transformation starts in your mind. What you think is what you feel is, is what, what you, you do. do. I'm Suman Mangra. And I'm Rose Body. Welcome, Welcome to Mind Your, Your Thoughts, Thoughts Podcast. Podcast. Hi, welcome to today's episode where we will be discussing mindful goal setting. So goal setting is something that, of course, uh, we can do at any time, but it seems to always be something at the forefront of everyone's minds at the start of a new year. Um, we've done a session, um, well, a recording previously for mindful resolutions. So, you know, you can always check out that episode of ours as well. Uh, but here we wanted to talk more in terms of just goal setting in itself, whether it's done at the beginning of the year, in the middle of the year or any time. Uh, so, yeah, I've got Rose here as always uh, to share her thoughts as well. So, Rose, I guess if you'd like to have a little bit of a summary of your take or your definition of goal setting, please. Okay. Hi, Sumanas. Right. For, with regards to goal setting, I think for me, the reason I would set a goal is for me to be able to achieve something. So I always think in, a goal is in terms of me being able to go from A to B or A to Z, depending on how long or big the goal is, um, and have some sort of a plan. So I look at a goal, um, the goal is the thing that I want to get, and then with that, when I'm setting it, there's a there's a whole plan, um, a map, however you want to call it, my map of directions of how to get to this goal. Um, and that's how I look at goal setting. Um, with regards to setting the goal at... Um, you know, a new year, you're in a new year, you say to yourself, it's a new you, you say, okay, I want, I don't know, I want to, I don't know, lose weight or I want to eat more mm. healthy. What does that look like? So that's where the goal comes in. What does this look like? This is what I want to do now. I want to eat more healthy. I'll go with that one. But what does that look like? And that's where you can sit down and start writing out your goal. Um, writing out, and when I say goal, I would say, what does that look like? What would I have to do to achieve it? And that's how I look at your goal and setting it, sitting down and thinking about, well, I really want to eat healthy, but what does that contain? How will I get to that point? And what else, what other elements is involved in that? Would I have to, eat, would I have to change all the things I buy? Would I have to go somewhere else to buy? So it's about giving yourself that chance to sit down and actually write down what it would look like. And then you can set your parameters of your goal. Does that make sense? So, yeah, it definitely makes sense. And for me as well, um, you know, like I've already just mentioned to you just before we started recording this episode, uh, I think there's there's sometimes space for myself to remind myself and have a refresher of, 
okay, let's go back to the drawing board. You know, where do I begin when it comes to goal setting? How do I go about this? Because often we've got like, especially in our field of work, personal development, I think we generally set goals and then we're continually working on those goals, whether we're tweaking them, whether we're like, you know, reviewing them, evaluating them and then resetting ourselves. Like we, we previously had the episode on reflection and resetting. Um, so I think it's constant for people like ourselves. It's just such a becomes the everyday part of our lives. Like we have mini goals for our daily daily routine or weekly routine. Um, and then we have those bigger goals that we're working towards, which is more around the like the yearly goal or the, you know, five year plan. Um, so absolutely. I think it depends on what the goal is and the goal beyond the goal as well. Um, but, but what I think will be interesting to explore a little bit here is, uh, you know, for our audience who maybe haven't previously set concrete goals or they've, they've always been loose, wishy-washy goals. Um, something I find interesting is what you just touched on as well. When in the new year, everyone's like, new year, new me. And the <laughs> thing is that we end up being the same old us. We don't end up being that new <laughs> us. And when the next year we've got the same goal again and we're like, oh, we didn't quite achieve it last year. Let's try again. But they kind of just get wayward. And it's usually because it's not been set in the correct way, I feel. So mm -hmm. I think this would be quite good to explore and like, especially tapping into your expertise here around um, how you could help somebody in that boat. Because for me, I feel like there's certain things that are just non-negotiables and I will get on with them and get them done. But there's certain mm -hmm. things that seem to keep being like dragged out a bit and don't fully ever get done or there's not ever anything like, sometimes it's almost maybe too ambitious. I don't know if that's a thing and what your thoughts mm -hmm. are on that, but too much ambitious goals you, you get people saying set a goal so scary that it scares you so much that that will make you do it but then I sometimes feel like well it totally depends because sometimes it could be so out of scope or unrealistic that you're like uh can I actually even achieve that or is that wanting too much or is it too bizarre and then it feels overwhelming almost and then we can as a human being sometimes shut down uh with what what I know as cognitive overload when it's like overthinking over planning and like Oh, I just you know what? Let's. I can't be dealing with this, and then we just don't even touch anything. Even if we could have made a little progress towards something, we stop altogether. So, I think these are the things that would be quite good and juicy to to discuss today. Yeah. Um. The funny thing is that when you were saying that about the goal, where it's so big, you know, they say to you, "Oh, set this goal that's so huge that it scares you." It scares you that much that you don't do it. You <laughs> run away from it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You can actually go in the opposite direction. Yeah, so, I think it does happen a lot. <laughs> I, I know the thing is that right. We're talking about this, and I'm laughing about it, but I have actually seen myself do the same thing. And you yeah. know, you're thinking to yourself, "Well, yeah, I want to set that goal, but you know what? Am I going to achieve it?" And then you start talking yourself out of it. So one of the things that I found for me not to talk myself out of things is to really commit and. And I would say achieving a goal is is more or less a habit and it's part of a part of your belief system as well because you know some of the times we want to get things and then we think, oh well, can I do it? You know, that woman over the road can do it. Actually, Suman can do it, but Rose can't do it. That's my in my mind. Do you get do you understand? Mm -hmm. And that's what most yeah. of us do. We start to say, Well, oh, you know what? Soon we can do that, but I haven't got the skill set. I oh, can't that's like linking the limiting belief things that we've talked yeah. about before, isn't it? Exactly, but we can't mm. link that 
we can't link. I heard this today, actually, somebody was talking about, we can't link the thing we want to, to anything because we haven't got that experience. Yeah. So we yeah. have no experience of it. So we're like having to say, okay, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can get it because I've never achieved it before. I've seen other people do it, but then do I have the belief? Do I have the skill? Do I have the, this? So we start to talk that way. But what mm. we can do is break down that goal. It could be a large goal still, but we break it into a smaller segment so that we have, as I, as you said, a goal within a goal. So you've got these mini goals. So you've got your milestones on the way, almost like you're on a journey. You're on a journey and you was going to leave from, I don't know, from London to Scotland. But because it's a five hour, I'm sure it's about five hours drive, you decide you're going to have points where you stop. Now, those points within that goal becomes your mini, your mini targets. And mm. so that's the way you can, you can sort of being able to achieve it because you set you 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 see the goal and you think oh I don't know if I can get that but if you've got these mini targets to say well if I can do this particular thing um yeah. and achieve that that's actually one point so if you've got 10 10 points in this whole thing to achieve this larger goal that's one point one point of those of that 10 so you've still got nine in front of you but as you're going along, you're also then building up that experience, you know, to say, oh, actually, I can do this because I've already achieved this now and tick it off. It's a bit like, you know, people like to tick things off a list. Yeah. And it's sort of in that particular way, thinking of it in that way. So it's almost like you're ticking stuff off of a list, but it's actually taking you towards that goal. So you're banking stuff, so you're building you're building momentum towards this bigger goal because you're doing all these little um, your milestones of achievement towards the goal. And obviously that helps with your commitment towards the goal as well, especially if you've never actually, well, well you've set goals but never achieved it. And another thing that I found, um, again, personally, that I found has worked, yes, they talk about achieving a massive goal. So, if you've never, if your goal was to earn, I don't know, a hundred thousand to earn a hundred thousand pounds a month, and you've never really earned more than a thousand pounds a month, that is a massive jump. And most of us will say, "Well, I can't see that." However, if you broke down that that hundred thousand a month to say, "Okay, then it may take me. I don't know. Say that could be the hundred thousand. Could be you saying five years. I'm there. It could be three years. I'm there. Yeah. And then you break down what that would equate to over those three years. How much you would need to be earning. And so you've got increments of saying, "Well, by this, I'll have twenty thousand a month, or five thousand. You could break it down. And say, well." First, I'll go to 5,000 a month. So I've gone from 1,000 to 5,000. That's not so bad. A bit scary, but not as scary as the 100,000 a month. And then you go, okay, now I've achieved 5,000 a month. I'll now jump to 15, 20. Do you see where I'm going? So you mm. actually, you can you can double it up or triple it up or quadruple it. And then you got to 20,000 a month and then you go, okay, then I can go from 22. I can now see if I can do 22. 50,000. So now you're actually halfway to that 100,000 pounds a month. Do you see where I'm going? So you've actually broken down that goal to be more 
in your sight because once you've done the five you can see you can do the 20 you can then see the 20 can be the 50 but when yeah. you want to go from the the one if you're mm -hmm. going to go the one to the hundreds and you're like how's that going to work yeah and i think with something like that yeah yeah i think with something like that it's definitely the element of your own what you said before about your own personal belief systems comes into this and your own limiting thoughts and I think it is something where it's very natural for our yeah. subconscious minds to be like whoa that's that's not something I've done yeah. uh, even if there's a good intention in one side of our mind that really wants to achieve it and thinks we can then there will be this part that will hold you back and almost create maybe a bit of self-sabotage if uh, yeah. you don't fully believe that whereas absolutely I think if you do it in bite-sized chunks and then, you know, as they say, going up those steps, step by yeah. step, it then becomes more achievable, becomes more realistic. Uh, like they normally say, once, you know, there's every single time you've got people who have made money. I was reading it in Stephen Bartlett's book, Happy Sexy Millionaire. And he said, like, every time they've asked somebody, are you making enough money? How much would you like to make? He said they always want to make three times what they're already on. So he goes, people who are earning a thousand pounds a month will be like, oh, I'd like to make three thousand pounds a month. Mm -hmm. And then he goes, then you've got people making ten thousand pounds a month, and they'll be like, I wish I was making thirty thousand pounds. Okay. And then he goes, even when the people are making thirty thousand pounds a month, they want to make making a hundred thousand a month. They all seem to be wanting. And he said, even the people earning millions, the businesses that are making millions, are like, we want to be tripling this. So mm -hmm. he said that's like an average. Like obviously, it's not yeah. always the set set way, but. It was interesting that no matter how much a person was earning more, they always wanted more as well. But once they were at those higher levels, when they're earning the million, that's when they can see that, mm, okay, how can I make this into 2 million, into 10 million, into, you know, 1 billion? You know, those those sites just go bigger because they've already ticked off those little, that, yes, yeah. this is achievable. But if you ask somebody earning a 1,000 to be earning the, you know, million, it's like, it is like too too much bigger jump. And our, there is a part of our brains that feels like, even though in the spiritual world and like law of attraction world, we say there is no thing, such thing as big or small, anything no. can at any time frame. But the reality is that when we're in this physical world and we've been brought up a certain way with certain ideas and mentalities and uh, I guess those limiting part of you know we holding ourselves back or as they say in smart goal setting an element needs to be realistic that element of realism can look different for many different people yes. um, but majority of people would probably find that a bit too much far-fetched um, so yeah I, I, I can appreciate what you're saying there and definitely what came in my head interestingly is as well as uh, you know I've mentioned on previous episodes as well that I'm now expecting and so being in that space as well it's interesting because you get like the whole nine months of pregnancy and then a baby pops out at the end but as you're on the journey as a pregnant woman you get this element of where everything's actually planned on a weekly basis. I've got books that I've been reading and it says, oh, week one is this is what to expect. Week, well, it doesn't even go to week one. It tends to, you know, it gives you week one to week yeah. four, but the actual conception and the baby actually starting to grow is from like week four. Um, so it starts saying from week four, week five, week six, then you get into like week 10, week 15, you know, week whatever. And then there's 40 weeks that, that it does. And I, and I remember seeing that thinking, that's interesting because 
whenever I've seen people talk about it online and they're like, I'm this many weeks, it never made sense to me. I'm like, okay, so how far along are they? I'd have to do the maths because I'd always come from a place where it was always a monthly thing. Like they're one month, you know, they're three months pregnant, they're seven months pregnant. But then you've got the monthly side of it, but then you also have trimesters where it talks about the first three months, the second three months, then the last three months. And then when the baby's here, three months of the baby's first life for three months, they call it, quote, unquote, the fourth trimester. And it's so interesting breaking it down from the weekly space to the, that trimester space mm-hmm. of what to expect for those sections of your baby's growth and your pregnancy. Um, it's interesting how it's broken down. Again, it's a bit like how you was describing those smaller milestones in between Mm -hmm. to get to that whole journey um Mm -hmm. so yeah I think that was just a random thing that came in my head and I thought actually it's very similar to that what what we do in this space of preparing ourselves uh for when the baby's here Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's actually a very good example a very good analogy because if you think if you put that in the space of um goal setting and someone who's going to have I don't know you know we use the example of money, but it could be anything. You was going to go towards the goal of the money, and you actually did that. So in the first, as you say, the first trimester, your first few weeks or few months, well, the first few weeks, and you said, okay, well, in that section, I was only going to go to, I'm going to, I can see myself moving from one to five, 1,000 per month to 5,000 per month. You've got that time to to move to that. And what you find is that you'll probably do it a lot quicker. But then you can actually break down everything in that cycle because week by week people can see that. But month by month, sometimes we can't. The month just seems too far away. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're doing that with a goal, and this is for a person who's never set a goal, someone who's already set goals and achieved them, they would have already built that muscle. This is just about building that muscle of being able to say, yes, I want to do this thing and actually go on the journey to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I still think that even people who have achieved stuff, we still need that reminder as well. You know what I mean? So because that's, that's the way I, that's the way I'm looking at it. But one of the things I would say is that, OK, we have to believe as well that we we have to put ourselves in the situation that we can believe. And some of those things that you hear or, the, you know, um, I think it's Jack Canfield. He said for when he wanted to have so much money earning, he had, um, a, a, I think it was a, a dollar bill and he'd written on it the amount of money he wanted and he put the dollar bill I think it was on his ceiling so every time he woke up on the morning he saw it so we also have to part of setting your goal we need to also have the things around us that remind us that we're working towards the goal so that also helps the commitment and seeing 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 is believing and believing is seeing so we sometimes need to see things we need to have them through our senses as well. So we need to see it. We need yeah. to hear it. We need to, yeah. you know, we need to have all these things to create that experience and create that belief and help us to have that commitment. So it's not just one. It's not the case of just going and setting a goal and saying, "Okay, I'm doing." It. But if we don't feel that we can do it, if we don't have a a, a a big enough why, not so much the goal. I think your why needs to be bigger than the goal. Because if mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how the size of the goal, but if you've got a massive why, you will do it. Um, yeah. I don't know. If you've, I don't know if you've ever heard this story where 
I don't know if you've heard, ever heard this in, you know, different personal development people say, or they say that if somebody said to you that you're, for example, somebody, a loved one, needed you to find X amount of money for an operation or something, most people would actually have enough why to go out there and find it. Yeah, I've heard that one, yeah. Yeah, so well, some of it is is if we want to do something and we have a big enough reason to go for it and not stay the same, which sometimes why we don't achieve our goals is because staying the same, it, it, it's comfortable and that comfortableness mm -hmm. is enough for where we need to be, yeah? So we don't need to change it. Most of the time we change things when it's very uncomfortable where we are. And we know that if we go to that place, it's going to help us. Or we've got something that really shifts us because we have no choice because of, a, um, unfortunately, some sort of adversity gets us to move to do stuff as well. So there's all sorts of drivers why we will end up setting a goal and then actually going for it. Yeah, I like that. I think that's something that we've not discussed necessarily before in any previous episodes with regards to our drivers and motivators of why we would have goals so I think that's something that might be useful to talk about in this space now that you've brought that up um so yeah definitely I think there's sometimes there's just things that we just I think some of us have a mad passion we might be just mad ambitious and we've got like you said those career goals or money goals or just personal achievement uh because it gives us a sense of purpose in our lives and it gives meaning to what we're doing we want to do meaningful work but sometimes our goals can be totally for different reasons. Like we might have a money saving goal because there's just a certain thing we want to buy. Mm -hmm. um, there's, it could Again, it could be small or it could be big. Like somebody really has got their eye on that, you know, that that watch that they really want. Um, or somebody else might be like, I need that car or I need that house. Uh, then you've got the goals that are health goals are massive ones that people have. And they just want to, you know, get themselves into shape or maintain where they're at. So they're consistently working on these things and have this like, yeah, by the end of the month, I want to have maybe a lost X amount of weight or be gained X amount of pounds, you know, if they're doing weight, weight lifting and stuff. Um, and then, um, yeah, you, you get other ones as well, where absolutely, like, I think you've, you've like squeezed that in there, to, that word adversity. Sometimes something is just such in a, a dire state and you just know something's got to change. You know, either you're unhappy at work or you're unfulfilled, or, you know, you're feeling single and lonely, or you're in a relationship and unhappy. It's It can, like, touch so many different parts of our lives where I think, and something I'd really love to discuss at this point, because it just came in my head, there's some people who sometimes are stuck with something in their life, and it could be any of those things. Uh, it could be, like, personal, it could be professional, it could be financial, it could be health. But they want to do something about it, but they stay stuck. And as much as they might set goals or they think they, they're doing something there, but like they don't move forward with it. Um, and I've had people in my life, for sure, and I don't, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can relate to this as well, Rose. People who will come to you day upon day, year upon year, and even like three, four years down the line, five, ten years down the line, they're still talking about the same stuff and they haven't moved forward from that space. And clearly from a mile, people like us can see that Hmm, there's something still holding them back and they're not kind of moving forward with it. They're still stuck with this. Um, 
like I, d- I don't know what your thoughts are on that or if if you've dealt with anything like that and if maybe you've ha- you've been yourself in that place and how you overcame it or how you've helped somebody overcome it might be a useful point to 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 discuss well with, when you were just saying that um again you know we talked about the reason why um having wanting to do something wanting to do something as it's a good idea it used to be something i like and something that we commit to and say we really want to make that change is two different things and sometimes mm-hmm. we sometimes we do we want something but we don't identify ourselves with it so even though we might say we've set the goal it's, it's we still can't we as the person who set the goal mm-hmm. can never still see we don't have that belief that we could ever see ourselves with that thing having that thing we're still talking ourselves out of it because we haven't we haven't um we haven't developed the belief we haven't gone down that road to look at it you know we're not felt it we've not felt it in every great grain of our body i think in thinking grow rich they call it having that burning desire the, the person doesn't really have that burning desire it's a desire but it's not burning in in that way that's what i would something say that is. something that came in my head as you was just saying that is also those deeper things that are going on with somebody maybe from like previous traumas and issues you know we always talk about sometimes the map of the world, childhood issues, whatnot, um, almost like a sense of uh, not having that belief in themselves linked to unworthiness as well and undeservedness. Mm-hmm. Like they might want it, but they don't really actually, somewhere inside them, they don't feel like they deserve it or they don't think they're worthy of having that thing. So that little like darker part of ourselves, sometimes we talk call it the shadow self, yeah. is maybe like holding a person back because we're trying to avoid taking a risky behavior maybe subconsciously we're worried about like we don't want to put myself out there to be in a relationship because I might get hurt so i.e a person stays single then and keeps being lonely and doesn't move forward in finding somebody in life um so like these kind of self-sabotaging behaviors are like quite deep-rooted for some people I think um I know in my work and people that I've worked with sometimes that comes up a lot with the subconscious work we do um so yeah, I don't I don't know if you had any like thoughts on that side of it of how somebody could maybe deal with if they do feel like they're not worthy of that. And it, there's sometimes we have a split mind. I know there's this technique we do in uh, NLP, what I use, parts integration, because there's mm-hmm. a part of us that really wants to do something or achieve something, and there's a part of us that is holding us back or stopping us from doing it, or is scared to do it, and mm-hmm. there's kind of like fear that might be in the way. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes people don't understand that's what's going on with them. I'm pretty sure you you've come across this a lot with the, with the people you've worked with as well and the kind of work you do. So yeah, I I guess you know just picking your brains on that side of it because I know this is going a bit into deeper layers, but it's it's yeah, it, it, yeah it it is. It's um you're right that that I've actually seen that with myself with things I've seen it in myself. I've seen it in clients where you wanted to make a change, but what's the reason you haven't made the change? And that is where this is, this is where before you even get into the goal setting, the work that would need to be done is the, the awareness of the this self. Is something I was going to say as well, like there's a pre-work yeah. that needs to be done. Yeah. That's right, because mm-hmm. if you do not feel that you're worthy of that thing, we need to sort of, we need to dissect where, why, what's going on, you know, what's going yeah. on in that area. 
is it connected to something that happened you know something that because it do you remember we're saying about experience we say sometimes we feel that if you think about it in your life things that you have done and you know you've achieved even though you may not be doing it now if someone said to you we want you to do that particular thing you're like yeah no problem I can do that because you've got experience of doing that thing yeah mm -hmm. so you've already got the experience that you know you can do that but imagine now somebody said to you actually Thuman I want you to do this other thing and you're like well I've never done that before how can I even see myself doing it and then if you've already got some issues of unworthiness because it puts you maybe maybe it's you being out in public you know going out and speaking um as a, a speaker on stage I know you've done that so you know you've already conquered that fear mm -hmm. but imagine when yeah, you, there was once upon a time. you did it yeah yeah there was once upon a time that I hadn't done it yeah yeah so think back to a time when you hadn't done it because I remember thinking back to a time when I hadn't done it and all I was thinking is that people are, and this is this is why we don't achieve stuff because I remember thinking I don't even want to do this now because is anybody going to listen to me? Have I got anything valuable to say? Obviously, yeah. people probably told me that, but at that time, that's how I was feeling. So it's about mm. that self-narrative, that narrative that we have in our head now. And mm. that's what stops us from Exactly. Mm. And that's where the sabotage comes in, because then we will say, well, mm. nobody listens to me anyway. When mm. I was growing up, this is what they said. They said this about me, so... You would, I wouldn't be able to do that. So we've already, we're going back into the history of what we know and not going forward to the things that are new that we don't know. And it's always, sometimes it's it's easier to stay where we know and familiar, although it's painful, than to go into the unfamiliar space of something new. And that would be more, you know, give us the thing we want to do, we want feeling worthy and all the rest of it so yes we have those goals there to set we set them but then we do nothing with it because yeah. it's unfamiliar and and that's that's where the work needs to go and because then you have to recognize ah this is because I'm saying this to myself because when I was a child uh, this is the experience I've had in my marriage this is that so I don't want to find a new partner because he's going to say the same thing or I don't want to do this in work because if I put myself forward this is what happened last time. So they're the things. So we're, we're, a lot of the time we're working in what we know, which is the history of ourselves. And I think there's different people that talk about we have to let go of the past, not let go of the lessons, but let go of the things that um, all the mm -hmm. pain and the hurt to be able to set new goals to then actually work on those goals and move forward and that's the reason that we also need the props of us of us seeing the thing that we we want on a daily basis having reminders this is why people use um do you know what i've i can a vision board sorry i was, couldn't remember the word then vision <laughs> boards because it keeps it keeps you every day seeing that thing visually that you want and reminding you why you're doing the thing you're doing because we all still go back into our head and remember the things from the past. Yeah. It, it just reminded me of, uh, we had an episode previously of Mind Yourself Talk. So this really ties into that. So if anybody wants to go back, it's episode 16 of ours, uh, Mind Yourself Talk, because 
uh, we've we've touched on it in plenty of our other episodes as well about this whole this thing what you touched on saying in a narrative it's almost like I always call it being your own best friend or being your worst enemy like mm-hmm. you talk in a positive way to yourself in a caring way the way you would talk to other people or the child version of yourself like those things that you're saying to yourself if you think you can't do something or you don't think you're worthy of something if you dig down and really realize that's what's going on with yourself just think back to yourself if you're talking to the child version of you would you say it to them you're not worthy of this we wouldn't so it's it's uh, again it's it's the deeper levels I think this is where I think people like you and me and and coaches in general come in very handy and why people come to us for this type of stuff because sometimes you can't figure that out on your own you need somebody to just kind of probe and prod you and kind of dig a bit deeper with you and that Mm -hmm. questioning can really open up your mind to see what is really going on what why is it that you part of you really want something but part of you is not able to achieve it what's yeah. holding you back really truly um and definitely like then sometimes digging up some of those uncomfortable feelings and thoughts or childhood memories and uh, if it might be going to the extent of emotional trauma type stuff it's sometimes really needed as well because until you don't dig it up and resolve it or clear it up you, you're going to keep coming across those life lessons again and again and that being held back in those spaces until you kind of learn the lesson I think something else that came in my mind as you were talking was people just being in the comfort zone quite a bit we're so much in the familiar in that comfort zone and again the story we tell ourselves again and again we keep reiterating it we keep hardwiring it almost so you know and Albert Einstein says you keep doing the same thing you're going to keep getting the same results Mm-hmm. If you keep doing the same thing and you expect different results, that's what they call insanity because you keep doing the same thing again and again. So you're going to keep doing the same results. You know, to get a different result, you need to do something different. And often this does mean going outside of our comfort zones, doing something that seems scary and facing that fear. And not all of us have that in us. And sometimes that's the stuff we need to work on in a coaching space in order to overcome those mind blocks and roadblocks and, you know, um, reservations and hesitations we have uh in order to face the fears and do it anyways as they normally say in the personal development world um so yeah I think definitely I think an element of it is and I've I've talked about this before I talk about enough our subconscious mind at times is just safeguarding us and why Mm -hmm. it doesn't want us to do a certain thing is because it's really in its own mind it's about the survival if you do that that's risky that's not you know we don't want you to be in any risk way want to keep you safe and sound so let's keep you in your little comfort zone but Mm -hmm. sometimes we can actually suffocate and suffer in the comfort zone and we think we're happy and safe but but really we're not achieving those bigger things that would actually really get us in that bigger happier space with ourselves and with our situations is is what my thoughts are on that it's ever funny it's ever so funny that you mentioned safety and I have heard this by many of the thought leaders out there that I think one of the other guys is David Nagel. This place of safety that we talk about, is that a real place? Because you set a goal and you're working towards this goal and you're going somewhere that you've never been before. We say that's unsafe because you've never been there before, but the place you are is not safe either because it's holding you in harm because you're not achieving your full potential. And sometimes we're in that place and we're very unhappy. So so Mm. imagine a person who's in in a job. Yes, they're in a job. 
they're getting paid. But at the same time, every day they don't look forward to going there. So no, that happens so much. That's such a common one. Exactly. Yeah. So imagine the the energy that's being sapped because yes, they're in a, they're in this safe place, but it's causing havoc on their health. Yeah, massively. Also, the people the, I've seen, it's is, massively impacted their mental health more than anything. In, and exactly in every it's, area, it's not a way to live. Uh, from my opinion, I'm just like, there's so much out there and so much you could be doing. And why do you not think there's a world outside of this job that there's so many jobs out there? And it's just so interesting and fascinating to see some people who are total goal getters and they will just hand their resignation in and just go for it. And so many people are in the same dead end jobs for you know, like years on end, like I'm talking about like 10 years, 15 years. It's like, you're so not even happy there. It's like, you can see it's destroying the person's soul, but they're just like, mm, they're just day to day, Groundhog Day. Yeah, but it's the, it's the fear, it's the, it's the fear that they're not going to be safe anymore because they lo- they may lose their income. They're going to, you know, they yeah. won't have the income. They don't know what's going to happen. They don't know if they're going to get another job. They may be, they may have insecurities about their own skills and abilities. So these are the things that stop mm. them being, that stop them moving forward. However, we were talking about goal setting and someone who's in that position this is where you, there's different little things that you can do. I will tell you when I wanted to change, when I wanted to change from where I started, which was admin work, doing admin work, I wanted to come away from that. I always wanted to have a business of my own, but I didn't see, I couldn't, I couldn't see how that would ever happen. Obviously that was a long time ago because that's changed. But how did I get there? I actually decided to, look into it what would it what would what actually could I do I actually I didn't change jobs I didn't change my job I just decided to have a look you know a bit like window shopping Mm -hmm. you go and have a look so I kind of just said okay I'm I'm not I'm unhappy I don't want to be doing this anymore I didn't want to be making cup of teas for people to managers and typing letters. I just didn't want to do that. It, it was boring. It wasn't interesting anymore. I wanted something that gave me a challenge. But then I also didn't think, I didn't think I, I had it in me to be able to, you know, face a challenging work and be able to um, have the ability to do it. Because I didn't, I hadn't had that experience. I I didn't know how I could. So what I did is I started to put myself in situations with people where I would go and find out about businesses. I think I've started off looking at franchising. So when they had like little networking, I would go there. Never knew anything. I didn't have anything to say to anybody. It's almost like you've got to start somewhere. Exactly. But I just didn't. All I went is I went and listened. Didn't do anything. And that was the start of saying, okay, then my goal is for me to just listen, go to the event, make sure I book onto the event. So it wasn't a massive goal, but it was something. Mm. It wasn't a massive like goal even to go to the event and, and, and saying to yourself, I'm going to take two or three key pieces of information away from this event. That could exactly. be. Exactly. I didn't quite, even get that yeah. far, to be honest. I didn't even get that <laughs> far in thinking that way. My think, thought was, 
I just need to get to the event because that was big enough for me at that point. Do you see yeah. what I'm saying? I love that. So, yeah. Yeah. So that was a big goal for me to actually find an event and get there. Mm. So that's what I did. And then eventually, I remember a long time ago, I saw an article about a lady talking about work-life balance. And I went, I actually asked if I could have a meeting with her. Now, that, again, was stepping out of my comfort zone. And I actually went mm -hmm. to, to London to meet this lady. And her business that she had wasn't the right business for me. But that it wasn't because I thought that would be the right business. I didn't know. But having that conversation started to open me up to say, well, what is the right business for me? And also start to build my confidence of actually meeting new people who are actually business people. And I was only at the time an admin person to mm -hmm. actually say that I had the, I was able, I actually had the ability to have these conversations because I had something about me where I thought I didn't. Do you see? So I started yeah. to put myself in the situations little by little, but I only started off going to events where I didn't have to say anything. I could sit at the back and didn't say anything, just listen. Yeah, just absorb. I, I really love what you're sharing here because it's oh, it's just making my mind go for 100 miles an hour, as you know, all the time. Um, literally, what's in my head is, first of all, came in my mind that even you and me went to an event together in London. I still remember that. And that was like yes. so amazing and it was nice to do that and again I was going outside of my comfort zone to be traveling all the way to London for an event and we did a whole staying overnight and stuff and it was something I'd never done before um mm -hmm. so we do have to yeah definitely like do those things to get ourselves into those spaces but it also ties into like when you hang the, the people you hang around with and associate with you become an average of them so start getting yourself into those spaces around those people who have got those things that you're keen on um, I also love that you said about just exploring something to start with. If you don't like it, they say in the secret, you don't have to see the whole road ahead. You just need to see the next couple of steps or the next few feet in front of you. Like if you're in a dark country road, as long as your headlights are showing you the next few steps, you know, mm -hmm. you can kind of bit by bit get there. Um, so I love that about at least start somewhere, explore something. Yeah. But I also feel like it's really tying into because you brought up Jack Canfield's name as well and his little, you know, dollar bill thing, as well as you talked about vision boards. Mm. It reminds me of um the whole how it links to manifesting. Because even the way you shared your story and then all of a sudden you're like, even though that business wasn't for me, but it gave you that flavour of certain things that you needed to think about and kind of helped you clarify where you wanted to go with your business idea. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's so interesting because it's a bit like Jack Canfield's story when he kind of put it out there what he kind of wants. And he just thought, I just want to make this money. And he didn't even have an idea at the time of what it would be or how he would make it. And then as he went along his way, because it was kind of, he'd put it out there, that intention was there. Even though it was just a seed, an intention went out. One time he's just showering up and then, ah, oh, an idea came in his head about, mm -hmm. mm, I've got this little book written. Maybe if we sold X amount of copies of this, I could make the money this way. And then all of a sudden, another opportunity came when he walked into the shop and he saw that little publisher at the side that can, yes. you know, help you with publishing. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden he did a talk and a lady came up to him and said, I work for those publishers. So things mm -hmm. started like, attracting themselves to him because he was putting himself into that space and he was putting himself into that mindset about this is what I want to explore more so the universe was sending him more messages and signs and links to drive him down that path and mm -hmm. I think it's just fascinating that when we actually get a tiny bit of clarity on what we want 
we can mm-hmm. slowly start seeing the road ahead and these opportunities come our way or you know a food for thought stuff that comes our way or somebody comes to you with an idea and you're like do you know what I was actually thinking about something like this and that actually mm-hmm. really would be great to explore so I you know just my little stupid in there I'm always thinking about things in terms of law of attraction but mm-hmm. isn't it mm-hmm. interesting how once you actually do put it out there energetically and we always talk about the power of the pen writing it down you write yes. stuff down and then you it's more likely to happen you talk about it you think about it and the whole vision board thing as well I wanted to say was it's one thing having like we can have it electronic vision boards on our computers and our phones we can actually have physical ones that we have around the house but even like when Jack Canfield had that bill that's like again it's it's not a full vision board but it's what's in your vision yes and what's seeing around you it's like there's some people out there in the you know uh, law of attraction field as well as personal development they say your whole house and your whole room and everything around you, what you see on a daily basis, is your vision board. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what have you got around you? Have you got things that demonstrate abundance or demonstrate lack? Uh, you know, you got to have those kind of things around you. So those are starting points for people as well, you know, to, to think about. I remember I was working with a colleague of mine and they really wanted to manifest a certain job and a certain job title for themselves and work on that. And I literally was saying to them to do the out of the box type stuff, like write yourself a letter of acceptance for a job from that company, you know, get get their little um, slogan and their little logos and whatnot, put it on the top of it as if it's an official letter. And obviously it's just a bit of having fun and knowing that it's not <laughs> real, obviously, and being mindful with how you're doing this, but have a bit of fun with it and put it out there that if you were to receive an acceptance letter, what would it say? What would your salary be? What would your job title be? And I think these are little things that people don't always think about when they do like goal setting and these little out of the box little things. I don't know if you've got any thoughts on that side of it or any things that you've done yourself that have been like a bit quirky or a bit outside the box or things that you've ever maybe worked with other people with. Um, I'd be really interested to hear. But you, you know what I was thinking when you were talking, when you said about the mani- whole manifestation and obviously me saying about just starting where I was, which was I was scared and I didn't know where to go. I knew I wanted to work for myself, but I didn't know exactly what. So I'll just tell you this story that happened to me. After going to see that lady, now we're talking quite a long time, we're talking about 14 years ago. After going to see that lady in London and coming back, I actually was sat at home and I got a phone call and somebody offered me the life coaching course that launched me to become a coach. Now, I do not know where this person found my number or my name. They just said they had heard that I was looking for something and they felt that this course was the right thing for me. But And I actually said no to them, but they said, we're going to send it to you anyway. <laughs> and that's really how I got into coaching because I started wow. putting myself going out there and it's almost like because I started to tick off the things that I didn't want but it still was growing in me that I wanted to work for myself this course came along and obviously we know the history that obviously I've been a coach for all these years now so and obviously it's brought us together to do the podcast 
So yeah, I was just oh, thinking that as well because the irony being, for anybody who doesn't know our story, I was actually doing the exact same course, um, and then a mutual friend of both of ours uh, introduced us to one another, and that one of that first conversations was just like, "Oh, well, I'm doing this course of a life coaching." And it's like, "Oh my god, I'm doing exactly the same one." What were the chances? Because for me, my journey was a bit different with that company and I'd found them online because I was Googling different, well, it probably wasn't even Google back then. It was more like, I don't know, Yahoo search or <laughs> Yahoo. <Ask> Jeeves. <laughs> um, that's going back, isn't it? Uh, but literally, yeah, I remember just searching on the internet for like life coaching courses and this one popped up and I thought, this looks like a good one. And I randomly just like inquired with them and they sent me the pack out and I started doing the course and then, yeah, just shortly after I was introduced to yourself and you're like, I'm doing that course. And I was just thinking, wow, okay. And now when we look back, what were the chances? <laughs> it's, it's exactly. And, and I never even thought later, of... we're doing this podcast together. Like, it's quite fascinating, isn't it? It's exactly. So, and that was my only goal at that time was to actually step out of where I was and try to find something different. Yeah. And just to move, really, I suppose my goal at the time was movement, moving mm. outside of my comfort zone. So what I'm saying is that your goal does not, if you're at a place where you've you've tried to set goals or you want to do something different and you have not done anything yet, but you still want to do something, but every time you try, nothing happens, just start with a very, very small, set a small goal of movement, some, when I say mm. movement, depending on what you want, mine was I needed to meet new people. I needed to step in different places. I didn't even mm. know I would be able to have a business conversation with somebody, but I wasn't even bothered about having the conversation at the time. I just needed to be in the space. Mm -hmm. And that was really what I wanted to do. So I started to find little things that I would go to, little networking things. Some of them weren't even, some of them were, as I said, franchising. Some were like network marketing. I just went to different things. It seemed like I were going to mm. loads of different things. And it probably seemed that I was confused at the time. When I look back, it looked <laughs> yeah. very much like I was confused. I resonate with that for sure. Yeah. I also, I remember exploring so many different network marketing opportunities and just getting involved in them. And people would see on the surface, it was like, she's doing this two weeks ago, she was doing this, two months later, she's doing yeah. this, a few months later, she's doing that, like, what's she doing? But until I didn't explore those avenues for my own personal growth and journey and see what was working for me, what wasn't, because this is another thing I think that is massive in, in the space of law of attraction too. When things ain't working out, some people just get disheartened and go backwards and just walk home and think, just leave this, it ain't happening. Rather than actually what you should be looking at is, if this isn't working, what is it that I like? What is working? Let's move forward with the things that I do like and get clarity on when I'm seeing what I don't want. It's helping me realise what do I really want? Mm -hmm. And I think not many people understand that side of it always unless you do the kind of work we do. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I, I even in, like I've, I've given this example, it works in so many different contexts, even in relationships. Like people mm -hmm. are like, oh, I keep dating, I keep meeting these people, but it's not working out or they're never the right person or they're just a bit, there's always something off about them. And I'm like, okay, don't, if you see the things that you don't like in that person, Look, write it down and think this is what I didn't like but this is the things that I like so you want more of what you liked and what mm -hmm. you didn't like what's the opposite of it mm -hmm. so the person was talking too much and I, I you know maybe you want somebody who can have a balanced conversation with you so then you can put that down that that's your want 
you get more clarity on what you want when the things you don't like crop up. It's yes. showing you contrast in the world. So mm -hmm. just take it and use it. You can still use that to drive you forward. And I think a lot of people just set themselves back rather than go forward with it. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, I do find that quite interesting. But absolutely, yeah, get yourself out there. Put yourself, you know, into these different situations around different people. And that's the only way you're going to get more and more clear on more of what you want and which way you want to go. And at times you might, at that point, then like the resetting thing we were talking about, you reassess mm -hmm. where you're at and think, do I still want this or do I want it? In, does it look like it still look like this at the end of it when I get it? You know, mm -hmm. does it look a bit different now? Uh, and you can kind of tweak it as you go along the way, as you get more clarity with each baby step, I would say. Yeah. And I would also say that each goal that you have, each goal that we set for ourselves, no matter how small, as we achieve that goal, what happens is that the next goal comes up. So you were almost like it's it, you know, like you were saying about people earning the money, they earn so much money and then they still go, oh, actually, I want to set a next goal because I want to go to the mm -hmm. next level. Yeah. We are constantly evolving. So once yeah. we start stepping out of our comfort zone, that we've got a new comfort zone, which is a new place, which was not the comfort zone previously. <laughs> it's now yeah. one step bigger. So then what will happen is that we set a new goal, which is now outside of that new comfort zone and gets bigger. And that's how we're constantly evolving. So even when you start with that very, very small step, I mean, that was many years ago for me, but look where it's led me now. And yes, it, it's a long, some of it was a long time. Some of it seemed quick. Some things have happened quicker than others. But what I've seen, it's almost like you're compounding and you're filling up. It's all, it's filling up and filling up and filling up and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. A bit like the snowball. I started off very small with this piece of snow in my hand trying to make it into a ball. And now it's just rolling for itself. And that's, yeah. how, that's how it starts. And that's how, mm -hmm. um, when we're setting goals for ourselves, I think, most people, we think about setting goals and we think about very huge, huge goals. But we don't have to start with very huge goals. We could have that and that could be part of a five-year plan, 10-year plan. But we want to get to a point where we're getting ourselves into that position. So we start off small, but that small goal is not going to stay small forever because once you achieve it, you're going to say, oh, I've got some evidence now. I have got some evidence that I actually can do something. I can move. So you'll go, oh, let me try again. Let me set a different goal, a little bit bigger now, because that's the next one. And then the next one comes and the next one. And before long, that big, massive goal that you thought was huge probably doesn't seem as big anymore. That's a very interesting one because there's been things that I've definitely gone and achieved. And I remember before achieving them, it was so big in my head oh my gosh, I really want these or I want that or a certain like pay bracket. And once yeah. you achieve it, it's like, oh, it seems normal now. It was just like, that's just so loads of people have got that pay bracket. Loads of people work with that job title. Like then it doesn't really feel as a massive thing all of a sudden once I'd achieved it. But there is this little disconnect we sometimes have with where we want to go. We think that, you know, is that even achievable or it feels so big? And it's it's so interesting, isn't it? Mm. It, it? It is. So... Hmm. So as we're talking about goal setting, what are some of the questions? What are some of the questions you think that even though we've talked about, we've gone, we've talked about it from the point of, 
the size of the goals. We've talked about it from the um, the perspective of starting small um, um, and building the goal. But what are some of the questions that do you think that people should ask themselves when they start on choosing the goal and working towards it? Have you got any particular questions that you ask yourself? Yeah, I guess it's it kind of threads into everything we've been discussing today. So I think the the big one, what you started off with, was about the why. Why do I want this? What's it going to achieve for me? I think something that I ask people in this coaching space, and I ask myself too when I reflect on my own goals: What's going to happen if I achieve this? What will that do for me? What will happen if I don't change this? Mm. What will happen if I don't achieve it? Sometimes it's a bit of a, a place that we don't necessarily explore, but we need to think about the consequences. And I guess that goes back to those people who are like stuck and they're doing the Groundhog Day stuff. Like, you know, even as you were saying it, there was something I wanted to share at that point. I think I'll bring it up now. Um, they're afraid of going outside the comfort zone and they're afraid of like maybe say the relationship one, afraid of heartbreak, the, the job one, they're afraid of not having the income. I personally, myself, as this is just my own perspective and my way of looking at life, I would be more scared about losing my marbles, <laughs> being in that job for so long and having my soul sucked out of me. That would be more scary for me. So it's about working out what what, what are the consequences if does, I don't get this thing? What are the consequences if I do get it? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I kind of kind of like the best case scenario, worst case scenario. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And once you can see the difference there, you'll you'll drive yourself forward also something to put in this space um again this is something that i've picked up from just general coaching background as well as my nlp work um having towards drivers so for example weight loss goals there there was an example that was shared with us in our training about this gentleman who was really a heavy guy and then all of a sudden when they went back to this country to see him he'd lost so much weight but it's because he he'd had a heart attack and then he was really scared about his health stuff. So to avoid having a heart attack was why he wanted to lose the weight. Mm-hmm. But it was more of an away driver, like it's something that he didn't want. So that's why he did the what he did to lose his weight. But then shortly after that, he'd put weight on again mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. away from drivers can help us have short-term results, but not long-term. So mm-hmm. always have the towards drivers that... Actually, the opposite of me not having a heart attack is me having a healthy life. I want to have a healthy, fulfilled life. I want to be there for my partner, my children, my family. You know, I want to I want to do X, Y, Z in my life. So in order to have that, I want to be healthy. So have it have towards drivers in your mind when you're um, considering your goal setting about what are your why reasons. And they should be like towards reasons. Um, I'd also probably say questioning yourself of uh, the whole smart aspect of it the whole you know uh, specific uh, measured achievable realistic time scale broken down smart or smarter goals where you have the evaluation as well and the resetting and reflection in there um so yeah kind of working out okay when do I want to achieve this by why do I want to achieve it by this time um you know what am I going to do first could be a good question as well what's my first step um and kind of like maybe working out is there like the mini goals in between what are the mini goals here what's my mini action steps and I I think those are a couple of questions I mean there's so many I suppose I could reel off here but I think those those would be enough to get somebody going at least in that initial stages that's fantastic they're all the they're all the ones that I would ask myself as well 
And is I've there anyone couple... that I've not maybe mentioned that you've thought yeah. of? There's a couple of there's a couple of ones that um I, through the years I've picked up, and it is um who must I become? So basically, the attitude to um the attitude you need to have to be able to achieve that goal, and I found that very useful for me. Who do I need to become? So if it's the case of I wanted to develop a business, I was like, I need to understand about business. So that was one of the things that I suppose I asked myself that question without realising it when I first started. Who do I need mm. to become to get something different in my life? And I was like, I have to new, I need to be a person meeting new people. I probably asked myself that question then, and it's only now actually um Thinking about the question, I'm like, actually, I probably did ask myself that, but I didn't realise until, obviously, I got in the coaching space. But who do you need to become to achieve that goal that you're setting? It is a massive thing because sometimes we don't, do you know, we talk about we don't think we're good enough and all the rest of it. But we may, if we think about that, think, well, I don't, I don't think I'm good enough, but what do I need to know? Who do I need to know? Or... You know, what do I need? What type of attitude do I need to have to be able to get to that place of feeling that I'm good enough? Does that make sense? Yeah. To be able to achieve that goal. And that's mm. where that inner work comes from. Because sometimes mm. we, we go, we look at the outer stuff, but we don't look at the inner stuff. And I think that is one. And the other one is um, where is my support? Because going for a goal, we all need support, whether it's from our family, whether it's from um, a coach, whether it's yeah. from a groups that uh, if, if you wanted to do writing and you go into a writing group, you know, we all need support. And sometimes we want to set a goal. And that's the reason we don't always achieve it is because we don't have the right support around us either. So they're the things that they're the additional ones that I would add in. But the one I think is the one I feel is most important is the one is who must I become? The, the attitude. I love that one. Yeah, I love that. And you know, something I've also thought of as well, an additional one, just to piggyback on the back of that. Um, what resources do I need? And I think it kind of links to the support one, yes. but also becoming resourceful because it ties into that example you gave about if your loved one really needed the money to put an operation, you become mm -hmm. resourceful. You think, okay, who can I ask? Can I max out my credit cards? Can I borrow some money off a family or a friend member? Can I like uh, ask for an extended loan from the bank? Like you will start becoming very resourceful. So it is about what resources do I have? What resources do I need? Uh, having a little play around with that as well would be a great thing to, to have at the start. Like like we're talking about this pre-work. We've got this pre-work before we get going with uh, doing the implementation of the goals. Fantastic, yeah. That, that that that's exactly how I look at it. There's, I think I think once we, I think most of us, as I said, when we set a big goal, we don't always look at those things. Mm. Some of us don't have to. Some people are just like, okay, I already know what I want and I'm going to achieve it. Yeah, and then sometimes it sometimes you know we talk about these drivers. I'll tell you a little thing that happened to me. I was coming to I was actually coming to your do the other day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't like heights. And to find where you were, I had to walk over a bridge and I had a choice at that point. My goal was to come to your event. <laughs> so that bridge was between me and your event. 
And I, that point, had to choose what I did. And that was, I had to step outside of my comfort zone and walk over a bridge to get there because I'd already, my goal was to be at your event. Do you see what I'm saying? So yeah. being at your event was bigger. That my, that was my why, not letting you down and being there and seeing all the people that oh. I haven't seen for ages. So yeah. I had, that was, so that was my goal. And my why was so big, I actually walked over the bridge that's an example oh. of when you've got a massive why, you will actually do the thing that scares you. <laughs> yeah, I love that. What a metaphor. It's such a, just such a great way to kind of start wrapping up our episode, I guess. Uh, that's, that's really amazing. I think on that note then, uh, I'll share some final thoughts, but I'll, I'll ask yourself first, do you have any final thoughts in this space um of goal setting uh for either just for your own reflection for me or for our listeners i would say that i think i started when i started i said a goal is is a guidance from you to go from a to b or a to z depending on you know the size of the goal and that's what i would say to you if you're starting out at the beginning you're just doing a to b that's that's fine. That's a good goal because you're starting somewhere. Again, if you've got a bigger goal, just remember the goal is actually the journey. It's not a destination because you'll get to the end of it and then you'll have another goal. Yeah. And that's my final thought. I love that. And I think that's just made me think about when people say, uh, you know, how it's not about the, you know, sometimes they say it's not about the destination, it's the journey make it a scenic one you know if it's scenic it's taking you on the ups and downs on these ins and outs have a little adventure with it sometimes it's not a straight line yeah and, and I think a lot of us make that mistake thinking it'll be straightforward we come across obstacles bumps in the road diversions like you can get on your you know sat navs um it doesn't stop you from getting to that end place uh you just have to work around those little setbacks and obstacles that's re directing you or course correcting some people call it um but just a little reflection of the stuff we've talked about today uh so key things commit to the goal get clarity on what your reason is your big why and set those little mini goals in between if it's too big don't, don't make it so unrealistic but if you can do the small bits and just start somewhere and start exploring something and creating that little bit of movement that will get you going and if there are elements of unworthiness or you're in your comfort zone, find ways to overcome those. And then, yeah, um, the big one that you said, Rose, who, who do I need to become in order to achieve this and start working on that element of it? Um, and, yeah, I would say on that note, just keep working on yourselves, keep growing, keep evolving. You know, we are always levelling up uh, and there's no time like the present. There doesn't have to be a set time at a beginning of a year to do this. You can literally do this at any time you feel like I'm ready for a change or I'm ready for something new or something I've been working on for so many years. Let me let me go back to the drawing board and do I need to tweak anything? Get it done. Once you've got it on paper, you put the energy and the intention out there. You can make these things happen. As they always say, anything is possible. So... I hope you guys have really enjoyed that episode of ours. There's always so much for myself and Rose to discuss in this space. Um, I think we've squeezed in what we could. We'll definitely share more as we do more episodes. Uh, we really appreciate all the support we're getting from everybody. Absolutely love it when you guys 
reach out to us or give us any kind of feedback as always uh, you can email us our email is mavenbody at gmail.com m-a-v-e-n-b-o-d-d-i-e at gmail.com and we do have our instagram page as well mind your thoughts podcast so do feel free to follow us there comment on anything and share our stuff we would absolutely love that so yeah until next time mind your thoughts thank you for listening to us today next time you feel distraught remember to mind your thoughts 